Today, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all the entertainment you love without the hassle. Direct TV Stream brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before, which means you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. And the best part? There's no annual contract. So stop waiting and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Hart, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sands spinning the one and twos. We are broadcasting here from the Rounders Car Club Studios, and this first segment of the second hour is going to be sponsored by Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese. Stephen Reese is a fully virtual insurance broker who can handle all your insurance needs, whether auto, life, home, or renters, and he can find you the cheapest rate out there because he represents over 40 different carriers. Give him a call. His number is 210-641-4000. That's Integrity Advisors Agency of Stephen Reese, official sponsor of the Sports Group. All right. So right now, without further ado, we're going to be joined by Rob Parker, Fox Sports Radio host, Deadspin columnist, also the founder and editor of MLBBro.com and USC adjunct professor. Got your plate full this time, Rob. You got a lot of stuff you got going on, bro. I sure do. Thanks for having me on, Harge. What's up, Calvin? What's happening? Hey, what's, what's happening? What's going on, Rob? Hey, you know, I, you know, Harge. I know we've been talking about getting you on the show here for a while, and I was thinking, like, you know, I'm eager to talk to Rob. Baseball, we got postseason going on, but this topic, the main topic of the sports world today, is the fallout from John Gruden. And um, I've followed your career off and on, Rob. And I know I, I, this first time talking to you, but I, I kind of have an understanding of the cloth that you cut from. So these type of topics. Um, you know, I've, I've seen you cover stuff like this before, and I really respect your opinion when it comes to stuff like this. So my question to you, Rob, is the uh, the process of how this was handled, because at the end of the day, you know, this kind of uh, started to surface Thursday and Friday, and then, you know, the news dump gets going. Raiders have Chicago coming to town. He plays, and then all of a sudden, you know, this, this, this bomb is dropped in the middle of Monday Night Football last night in regards to his resignation from Vegas Raiders, which I thought was a favor by Mark Davis anyway, considering the circumstances. Uh, but how, let me just ask you, what was your initial reaction to that and also just the initial reaction of the initial reports about the emails of Marie Smith and then basically what was found uh, in the additional emails that came to the light last, yesterday evening? What was your initial thoughts and your, and your take on all this? Yeah, well, I thought that the uh, original email was terrible and it couldn't be couldn't be excused and you know the whole notion that like it was isolated i never bought into it in fact chris broussard and i were doing our radio show the odd couple on fox sports radio Mm -hmm. uh when this whole thing dropped and right before it i said to chris i said i just you know i was like there's going to be more there's no way that there's just one email and I felt like it was going to be like a Rachel Nichols situation where he kind of knew, you know, there's Mm. other stuff out there and it's just a matter of when it really came to light. But he had to know. I mean, he knew what he wrote. And when you read the emails and you start to look at the stuff that he was saying and just how comfortable he was with sharing those thoughts with people and the words and the terms that he used, 
you know, I mean, there's no other choice. He's not going to be able to represent an organization or lead, you know, a locker room full of men with those thoughts. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there who made fools of themselves, who rushed to his aid, uh, Tony Dungy, Mike Tirico. They went out of their way on Sunday to say, that's not him. No. Oh, no. That's not him. That's not the guy we know. Hmm. And, you know, I haven't heard from those guys today because, you know, you got to be careful just because somebody might treat you a certain way doesn't mean he treats everybody that way, you know. And I think a lot of people fell for it. And the last thing I'm going to say is for all the people who are, you know, apologists trying to, well, you know, well, go through everybody's email. If you open up everybody's email, there's going to be stuff in it. Dude, that's not the point. First of all, it's not going to be in everybody's email because everybody don't use that kind of language to describe people and offend as many people as they can. So that's first of all. And to, to try to use that as, as uh, people are hypocrites and they say those terms and they do this and do that, the bottom line is, and we've seen this over and over and over, what Donald Sterling did, right, on a private phone conversation, when you hear that for yourself, you can't unhear that. And it changes everything. Hmm. Ray Rice, when we saw the video of him punching out his fiance, then wife in the elevator, you can't unsee that. When you read these emails and see what he said, that it changes everything. And that's just how people are. When you when there's no gray area, there's no question in your mind. So uh, John Gruden got what he deserved. Hmm. We're talking to Rob Parker and Rob. Thank you for for addressing it the way that you did as always you always try to find the truth and everything and and you continue to push that narrative but i want to talk to you a little bit i want to switch gears because i know this is something that is near and dear to you it's mlb bro you've been watching a lot of baseball you love the sport i heard the story about you being the first baseman and then you were you said i can't play it no more so i'm gonna start writing about it (laughs) so let me let me ask you this you know dusty baker is someone that calvin and i have continued to support and always will. Chipper Jones was on with us the other day, and he said, why is it Dusty has to go to five different teams when he's a damn good manager? So I know you are not a huge Houston Astros fan, but I love the Houston Astros, and I'm really happy for uh, Dusty Baker. But take us a little bit to why you think so highly of Dusty. Yeah, I mean, he's won everywhere. And obviously we all know, the elephant in the room is that Dusty hasn't been able to win a championship. And, and that's why he's been on – that's why he's led so many teams because, you know, you can, you can win but so much, and after a while, if you don't get it done and winning a championship, then, you know, people look for somebody else. So we, so we know that, but that doesn't mean he hasn't been successful. Uh, the first manager ever to, to win uh, five different divisions with five different teams, that, that, that's incredible. And uh, – and he's been manager of the year three times. And, you know, he was with Barry Bonds during his heyday in, in, in San Francisco. They should have won that World Series in 2002 against the Angels. I covered that. Then he was there with Steve Bartman. And people, you know, always point to that. But that was game six. And they could, you know, and the shortstop made a terrible error. And then they lost game seven. So they had a chance to win that. That didn't happen. Um, the Nationals were disappointing despite all the pitching that they had. You know, when it came to the postseason, they always seemed to wind up losing somehow. So a lot of things just haven't gone his way. But I would love to see him win. 
And yes, the Astros and the, and the you know cheating scandal it mars the organization and makes people not want to feel good about them. The same way, a lot of people don't give the the New England Patriots all the praise that it deserves because people know that there's some chicanery that's going on with that organization, and it makes people just harder to embrace fully. But Dusty Baker has been around baseball. He's probably the most likable guy in the game. And all the moments that this guy's been a, been a part of is pretty incredible, you know, as a player. And he's the guy, him and Glenn Burke, were credited with the high five the first time that was ever done. Hmm. Dusty was a part of that. A lot of people don't know that. And uh, he was on deck when Hank Aaron hit his 715th home run. He was uh, with the Atlanta Braves back then. I mean, can you imagine being on deck at that moment? <laughs> Hank Aaron, right. I mean, I would have goosebumps thinking about that all the time. And then he's the original OG. I mean, the toothpick, the <laughs> wristbands. I mean, he's a manager wearing wristbands. You know, right. you know what I mean? I love it. But that's Dusty. But he always had wristbands. And he still wears wristbands. I think that's awesome. So, it would be great to see him win. Uh, I think people, if it was Dusty, would probably turn the other way as far as the Astros because people don't. If you root against the Astros, you're rooting against Dusty. So it's a tough spot to be in. But uh, I, I just would love to see him win at least once. He's been that good. Well, Rob, you know, uh, sticking to the baseball theme, and I, I got to put the entrepreneur label on you too, but let's talk about MLBBro.com, which you're a founder and editor of this. Uh, educate the listeners uh, and educate me too. What was your concept behind this, and what exactly is the uh, MLBBro.com that you created? It's basically a website where we cover black and brown players. And when we, when we say brown, we're not talking about Latin players. We're talking about uh, players who are mixed with black. It could be Asian, white, whatever, mixed with black. Those are what we would consider brown players. And if you go to our site, MLBBro.com, it's, it's usually four, four stories or videos every day spotlighting and highlighting those players. Uh, you know, no matter who it is, if Tim Anderson, who's got, what, 16 hits in his first six postseason games, you know, we'll write a story about him and we'll let you know about him and where he's from and what he's about. So it's really just uh, the same way. And then people say, well, why not Hispanic players? Because you have ESPN Deportes and Fox Deportes where they cover Latin players. So mm. it's not an exclusion of anybody. It's a highlight of black players. And, you know, when you talk about baseball and the black community, I know we've gone astray. We let these AAU coaches take all the kids and think everybody's going to make the NBA and the NFL and whatnot. But baseball is a part of our uh, culture. And when you look at the record books in the, of the game and look at some of the greatest players who ever played, they're black. This mm. is our game. We play baseball. So this notion that we don't play it or we can't excel in it or whatever is crazy. And that's what made me uh, decide that I want to highlight these players. We do a thing called a bro you need to know. Yep. which is a feature, video feature. And we talk about these other great players who played. People don't know Deion Sanders and what he did when he played baseball or some of the other great players who played uh, and were a big part of teams and championships and whatnot. So it's fascinating, I think, for uh, people who, you know, are lukewarm on baseball. And, and I think it's riveting for people who love the game to see all these 
features and stories about the people we, you know, used to watch and we're watching now. And more and more black players are coming up through the minor leagues. Uh, They're coming. Hmm. So people get ready, and I think that uh, it's a great site. Give it a shot, MLBbro.com. Hmm. Yeah, I'm wearing my I'm, I'm wearing my shirt to the, my jacket today. Yeah, Hard's is ready. I already know that. Hard's <laughs> is uh, big time. When when he saw what I was doing, supported our effort. I appreciate it for real because he has a love for the game like I do. And uh, as I said, uh, it's a great game. It's a part of our culture. Um, and when you talk and when you think about baseball and, and some of the greatest who ever played. Man, you can't leave us out of the equation. It's just not mm. possible. And think about it. We didn't start playing in the major leagues until 1947, and we're all over the record books. That's incredible. Hmm. Right. All right, Rob. Well, I appreciate you taking time to join us, man. I definitely look forward to talking to you. We're going to have to do this uh, again sometime for sure, man. Absolutely. Thanks so much, guys. We appreciate you and continue success. Hard, mm. I'll be in touch down the road. Calvin, nice to meet you, my yes. man, on the radio. Same, same well, brother. Appreciate it. All right, man, that's Rob Parker. You can check him out here weekly on, on uh, you know, 1300 Zone and Ticket 760, The Odd Couple with Chris Broussard every evening if you haven't tuned out to that show. But, yeah, Rob is, uh, like I said, I got to put entrepreneurship in his title, man, creating a website like that. So it's good to yeah. get that out there of what's going on with that. But when we get back, we'll continue. Uh, definitely, since my man was sick yesterday, I didn't get to hear his. Yes, I'm going to make him relive it. I didn't get to hear his take on what the hell happened up there at the State Fair this weekend. And I know he probably was talking about College Station and oh, all yeah, that you kind know of I'm stuff. Definitely right? coming at that if, College Station. That's if time is permitting. we got other things to get to, too. But we'll get back to it. we get back and listen to the Sports Crime broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, Jonas Clark producing, Mr. Sandspin, the one and twos. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. Make sure you go to their website at hazelskyonline.com. Shop for the comforts of your home. Check out all their latest new CBD oil products. Also cigars. They got it all disposables as well. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by the Little Hood Law Firm. They've got 82 years of combined experience uh, to help you fight any legal troubles that you might be in. Okay, including criminal investigations, including DUIs, aggravated assaults, uh, weapons charges, you name it, they can help you out. Give them a call. The number is 210-797-7700. That is the LaHood Law Firm official sponsor of the Sports Crime. Alright, keep their number on your dial and lawyer deck money on deck. Lawyer fee money on deck. But anyway, alright, hard. so um, we never like to go backwards in life. We always want to go forwards. <laughs> but Austin, Saturday, 11 o'clock, man, um, you heard what I felt about it. I just think this is one of those, man, that Texas and UT, you got to find a way to get this game done and close. And this, and this just comes back to where it's like, is UT back? Can you say they back? What is your thoughts? What did you feel? And what is your takeaway for where the program kind of going forward, this game that's a big game now coming up against Oklahoma State, this really puts a shine on this game because you don't want the – the Oklahoma two-step on your ass unless you yeah, be out of this you, thing. I heard you say that yeah, yesterday. I, yeah. heard, I, heard, I heard you put that on us. But, I heard but you. what was the emotions of you going through and watching this game and what you were feeling? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of ironic 
they jump out to a big lead, and then all of a sudden they give up a 21-point lead, right? And if you go back and look at last year's game, mm-hmm. it was pretty much the same type of football game. It just seems like it just paralleled each other so much. The one thing hmm. I will say is this. Well, two things. Number one, that offense can score with anybody. You know, they finally started hitting on the deep passes. And I know you said yesterday that you thought that Bijan kind of disappeared in the second half. I don't think it was Bijan. I think it was the play calling okay. because Roshan Johnson didn't even play either. Roshan Johnson didn't even get a carry in that game yesterday. I mean, on Saturday. I had to go and ask people. I was like, did, is, was he hurt? Was he sick? Was What happened? This dude has been a very vital part of what this team has been successful at. Even last year during the game, he ran the ball so hard that it changed the momentum of the game for Texas. So I, that was a, a kind of a glowing thing, but they were scoring with anybody, so I understood what was happening. But then you look at the defensive side of the ball. You have to put pressure on a quarterback, and you didn't put any pressure on either quarterback. Spencer Rattler, regardless of what people thought of his game, if you go back and look at that interception, the wide receiver ran the wrong route for him. He looked in, the dude was supposed to stop, he kept running, and Hmm. then we got the interception early in the game. That Caleb Williams dude, those were 50-50 balls that you got to make plays on. If you're a big-time, let's put it like this, Stephon Diggs would have made, not Stephon, but uh, Diggs for the Cowboys would have made a play on those balls. Hmm. And those are the different types of things that Texas, with these five-star recruits, they have to start showing why they were five stars. That's, yeah, I can like, see that. They, they need to make plays on the ball defensively. And you cannot, I repeat, you cannot give up 300 yards on the ground. It just doesn't make sense to me that you have that much athleticism on your front four. Because if you were paying attention to everything that happened at the beginning of the year during a press conference, excuse me, it made me lose my breath. Press conferences. <laughs> At the beginning of the year, he thought the foundation of this team was going to be that defensive line. And uh, it's getting gashed. Well, It's getting gashed. Um, it's all about where you go from here. Uh, you know, it's just one of those situations to where um, these two programs over the next season, the re- remaining of this season into next season, 2022, will be jockeying for – the who's carrying the the, the 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 flag into the SEC? Well, there's okay. no question about it. It's yeah. Oklahoma. Okay, it's been, it's been them. Right, it has been them. But I, I think with the opportunity, I mean, when you switch something, you get a clear slate. But it just comes down to, I you know, this game with Oklahoma State is big. But I think it's going to depend to me how Sark and his team responds. If there's a difference, if you still they say, okay, you know, this is first year's difference because. You have an opportunity. I mean, Sark said it in the press conference. He said, I want another crack at them guys. I would right. like another crack. That crack can come what we talked about Friday, what we talked last week to Chip Brown, everybody, Quan, every we talked about. I brought it up like, hey, this could be part one of a part two series. You might want to get the first one out of the way. Um, but when now, they won the when, when last time they won the first one, they lost the second one. I'd much rather have that second one. Yeah, true. I mean, no, no, without a doubt. I mean, it, it would make that loss and blowing a 21-point lead, Ugh. you know, sit a little bit easier if you get that revenge in the Big 12 championship, no doubt. Um, also, I feel on the OU side, Harge, what do you feel like that? I mean, I think, look, you know, the quarterback for OU, uh, Spencer, Spencer Rattler, Spencer I, hey, man, you've had the chances. This is my opinion. I mean, last year it started off similar. He didn't play well. He got benched. 
He came back. He finished the season strong, strong enough for the AP to put OU at three, which I never did understand, and I'm kind of seeing that even and though – he was a Heisman the, Trophy number one. And a Heisman Trophy, but make no mistake about it. After a game like that, you he's got to be – maybe use him as situational, but you got to go forward with the kid that came off the bench. I mean, that was the B12 shot that OU needed – to get back in that game coming off the tu- coming out of the tunnel, um, but well, there were reports that came out today that said that Spencer Rattler was running with the number twos. Okay, during this week, but uh, Coach uh, Riley has not named a starter for this week, and it's kind of interesting because Gary Patterson, that's who text. I mean, Oklahoma plays this week. He said that Max Duggan, Quinn Johnston, the wide receiver, and Zach Evans may not play this week. Hmm. which is kind of interesting. I don't know if Gary's being snarky again because Lincoln (laughs) said that, or is that really a true statement? But as you sit and you look, I always say this, you will learn a lot about a team because of week-to-week improvements, and we need to see – I haven't seen week-to-week improvement on the defensive side of the ball. I've seen the offense. Xavier Xavier Worthy was terrible the week before against TC, dropping balls all over the place. This week he sets a record, I believe, as the wide receiver making all the plays down the field. And we talked to him today during the press conference, and he said Coach Sark went over to him and told him, hey, after he got stripped on trying to bring that ball out, Mm-hmm. Coach Sark told me, let me get a smile from you, man, because we're coming right back to you. I need you to get focused because hmm. the ball's coming back to you. And then he made two great plays yeah. to right after that. Hmm. So yeah. he's, the, the players are believing in Coach Sark. I don't know what we as fans, because we can be fickle, but I don't know what we're doing as far as what PK is doing, the defensive coordinator, because hmm. okay. those numbers don't look right. But, hey, man, I know we're about to go to break, but don't think you finna escape Kyle Field. No, we'll talk about it when we get back. No, of course. We'll talk about that (laughs) when we get back because I've got my take on that as well, too. But, no, we'll rehash that. Also, this weekend's matchup with the Cowboys and the Patriots. That will tell us how far this coaching staff has come in the last couple years. I'll talk about that when we get back as well, too. You listen to the Sports Crime Broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. We'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind, Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Today's show is being presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. And this next segment is going to be sponsored by Cover 3. Cover 3 has locations in San Antonio and Austin. And what else can you tell us about Cover 3 today, Harge? You know what it is. This Wine Wednesday, half-off bottles of wine at Cover 3, whichever one you want to go stop by. Make sure you tell them that the Sports Grind told you to stop by. We also are still giving away raffle t- tickets mm-hmm. for um, the golf tournament charity that's out there. Make sure you go to cover-3.com to find the latest. All right, Cover 3, official sponsor of the Sports Grind. Now, I will tell you this, Harge, on Friday, my ass was trying to speed out of here up an hour. You you didn't just spare a day on us. You said it was Wednesday. You said today's Wednesday. It's Tuesday. Oh, man. I was yeah. trying to hook him no, up no, with the it's, drinks. No, it's all good, but they know that on Wednesday. I'm thinking, like, Friday, I was trying to get out of here for an hour hard. You just try to spend some whole day. Like, it's hump day already. Right, man. Oh, man. No, I feel you. Yeah. I feel you, man. I feel you. I, I, and I'm bad off you. anyway. I missed yesterday. I should be talking <laughs> it was Monday. I was talking about Monday Night Football to recap. Yeah, That's but right. tomorrow, Wednesdays, yeah. they'll have the wine. That's right. Uh, That's right. Wine selection tomorrow. But anyway, okay, so hard. You want me to do it? We'll do it. Uh, College Station, yeah. 
First of all, like I said, as you know, I've been following Nick since he got there after replacing Shula the year he got there. Just saying, hey, man, I'm going to ride to see if he turned this around. He did. There, I said it yesterday. There's only a couple times I can think of the top of my head where I felt they've got out coached, and that was one of them. And the other time was in the Ohio State semifinal game, uh, the Zeke Elliott situation. I thought they got out coached. Yeah, that particular game, um, first of all, I said that's what you brought Jimbo there for. That's why you gave him the big money is to see if you can build something that can compete with this team as long as that guy's getting there. As they're on the sideline, you got to get over speaking to Alabama. Um, look, I knew, like I said, I knew it was going to probably be a tough game. College station, prime time equals prime time, 12-man in Alabama coming to time. It's going to be a tough environment. And at the end of the day, you know, I feel that when they – got things going, and you said this too, Harge, um, a week or two ago, and that's why I didn't have any pushback with you because I kind of agreed. This is not one. This is not a dominant, dominant Alabama team that he's had of a past. The same thing he's going through is what other coaches are going through, such as Ed O, which I believe is on the hot seat, believe it or not, after just leading a team to undefeated national championship uh, season, delivering the number one overall pick. Just they got a, a flamethrower at, at, at Yeah, right Yeah, now. you can't be – I understand Kentucky's undefeated still, but you can't be losing to Kentucky like that. You can't. So, anyway, the difference between Nick, though, and Alabama is they've done it so good that we've gotten accustomed and spoiled of it and say, oh, man, like I said, they don't talk about the injuries they got. They got. But A&M did it, and that's the team from Texas A&M that a lot of people that cover the SEC and cover college football thought that was going to show up this season to start the season. When you look at the way they played that night, whether they were at home, I'm like, damn, they even had to bring Johnny's ass to the sideline to get some <laughs> mojo. Like, y'all really wanted this this bad, huh? But they no, it. but they, it's one of those situations when you look at that game last night, you ask yourself, how in the hell do they have two losses? I know they went to some quarterback injuries or whatever, and I said, yes, they are. You see <laughs> you see, Jimbo, when the, when the quarterback took that hit and he's walking the sideline, Jimbo, it was a timeout, but Jimbo met him after, like, hey, man, you okay? Yeah, you okay, because you're getting that tent, you're coming back. Like, I've come this close. I'm trying to deliver him his first loss. Hey, look, look. Georgia is the best team in the country because they've got the best defense in the country, and it's not close. I think their offense is a little better. I think this kid at quarterback is better than what the starter is. It's going to be interesting to see how they go. I've always said Alabama is allowed it, is under this current fo- format. I'm not saying it's fair, but reality. Alabama will be granted one loss per season. Not everybody yep. can say that. I don't care if they play Chattanooga the week after the Iron Bowl game. They opened up with whoever. They will get one loss. So the path yep. of going, but I do believe in my hearts, unless injuries take place, this is the year that Kirby and the Bulldogs get over the hump. Because people realize they were up on Alabama in two times that they've played them. Because I thought that was going to be the guy to stop the streak, not Jimbo. I thought right. he was going to be the assistant to get it. You remember but we'll you see. said they jumped the line. He jumped the line. Yeah. Jimbo jumped a lot. Oh, sure did. Sure did, man. And Jimbo's like, hey, and Jim, you can tell it's after he's like, hey, I've competed with Nick. I got respect for him. I learned a lot. He goes, but this can be a big program. This can be a good program. We got to build, which I think is true. They've got the resources, but thing. But also, the fact I will that say, he said it during the summer talking about yeah. I'm going to beat him, and he goes, yeah. what, in golf? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, and, and for and, him to do it. Yeah. And Jimbo said, no, we're going to do it while his ass is still here. You know, he was joking. <laughs> you know, they're close. They're good friends. But yeah. But I also said, Arch, if you want to go ahead and rehash this, is that without a doubt, and I'll send in the 5 1 2. Texas A&M, they're the best program in, this, in the state right now. Man, 
I mean, Harge, I mean, come on, man. UTSA is undefeated. The Roadrunners. Yeah, shout out to the Roadrunners. Shame on me as the host of this show in the backyard of San Antonio, not giving Traylon the boys, having their first undefeated start at 6-0 in school program history, a young school still. I mean, program, I should say. Uh, Maybe we need to start talking about ranking. When are they going to crack that 25 or something? But shout out to UTSA. Shame on me for not bringing that up uh, yesterday. Uh, But Harge, I mean – yeah, I mean, they, they beat Alabama. Right you right. You're I right. mean, now the other thing in Texas defense and UT's defense, though, A&M hasn't really sniffed the Final Four either. You know, they yeah. haven't got to fight, but they don't have the expectations of Texas. But again, oh, no, they got the expectations. Hard is like, I ain't letting them go. They got no, expectations. No, 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 they ain't, they okay. ain't just going to walk away like okay. that. You just gave up that man $10 million a year, man. You better go in there. They better not be checking his emails. I know that. <laughs> oh, there's a whole bunch of. I, mean, I think uh, Jonas was telling me. Speaking of him, nice transition. Uh, Jerry does his oh, weekly yeah. radio show oh, on yeah. Tuesday, and he was asked today. And Jonas just said, "Perry goes well. I never. First of all, you can go read it in the transcript. I took it as that fact. I don't think Jerry really feels John should have lost his job over there. But Jerry just said, hey, I have no kind either way because that is the oh, go check Jerry's emails. But we're talking about 6,000, 600,000 emails, man. There's something around people that are connected to Washington, connected yep. to the other teams that sit by and connected said, oh, to man. Restaurants. Yeah, that, that sit there. Oh, man, that was funny. John Sin. Oh, okay, keep, keep going. Because again, 11, 10 years ago, you're thinking this is never going to come out to the light of day. Listen to the Sports Grind broadcasting here for the Rounders Car Club Studios. Calvin Casey, Mike Harge, we'll be back. All right, back here on the Sports Grind. Calvin Casey, Mike Hard, Jonas Clark, Sam spinning the one and twos. Today's show was presented by Hazel Sky Smoke Shop. Make sure you visit their website at hazelskyonline.com. And this last segment of the day is going to be sponsored by Zing Zang. Two words, a key to any perfect cocktail, and that's Zing Zang. Don't forget to go check out their ready-to-made alcoholic pre-made drinks. Already margarita flavors, bourbon flavors, all the michelada, everything. You can go catch it at your local liquor store. Make sure you try that out. Or you could just add your favorite alcohol. That is Zing Zang, official sponsor of the Sports Crime. All right. So because of the, the, the group news and the Rob Park interview that was that was awesome, that went great, uh, we didn't get a chance to really dive into last night's Monday night game and our recap presented by Cover 3 as well also. Um, all I can say is this. I mean, you know, Lamar Jackson had a career day. You know, I turned over to AC last night. She was pissed, yelling at the team. I'm like, dude, I don't even sound like that. Like, it's not that serious. But I even turned. I was like, damn, man. I said, Lamar Jackson. I said, y'all had him looking like he was Joe Montana out there. I mean, what the hell? But Lamar had a career day during the air force. Look, down 1-3 on the, on the season, up 19 points in the third quarter. Not really con- – yes, a tough offense to defend – but I don't know if we could use the word explosive offense. You got to close that game if you're the Colts. Uh, definitely they had the depleted secondary. They're dealing with some major injuries in the secondary. I'm not higher even on their first string, guys. But credit to Harbaugh again and Lamar, man. Lamar's negotiating his own contract hard. And, he, and, I mean, you know, he's doing stuff in his first years of his career. And, really, his passing has gotten better. I mean, he was putting the pass. He was putting those passes on receivers' hands last night in a situation. And another thing, Harge, too, that I've noticed with Lamar, especially going back to the Denver game and now this game and even this season, they got to give him credit is because even though he's labeled as a mobile running quarterback, the thing that's changed with Lamar is that he 
it's kind of like Colin Murray now. Like he's grasped the fact that when he's scrambling or when he's a pot, he's looking to throw. His eyes are still downfield. Yeah. Yeah. He's looking to throw on a receiver before he's ready to take off. He's changed that in his game, you know, over the last couple of years, and it's really coming out to this light this year. They're four and one. Um, I'm not all the way sold on Baltimore just yet. I mean, definitely Lamar is the X factor. Uh, but that's all I can say about last night. And Carson Wentz. I mean, Zach's of the world. You stampede blue. You can't put that one on Carson, man. Carson threw for yeah, over 400 well. yards. Yeah, he played well. But here's the thing that I think everybody needs to take a step back from. I think everybody needs to start giving this man his props. And I'm talking about Lamar Jackson. He's okay. a Heisman Trophy winner. He's the MVP of the league. He's done so many different things. And let's just be honest, man. There's a lot of guys that, quote, unquote, are the best quarterbacks in the world that can't throw the ball. There's 32 other quarterbacks in this league, and not all of them can do the same thing. And what he's done is revolutionized that position. You talked about Kyler Murray. The one thing I will say, Kyler Murray knows how to get down. Kyler Murray don't yeah. try to take on those linemen. If yeah. Lamar wants to continue to be the way that he is, he needs to learn how to get down. There was times last night he should have ran the ball, and he didn't. Well, I think of the one that he got bailed out with the knee down where he should have just gave the ball, even the one the fumble, should have gave the ball to the running back on the exchange. And, again, I'll give him a pass because they've gone through like 100 running backs already. <laughs> yeah, no but doubt. they didn't have the exchange. But you're right. And that but not just his health, but also he's got to improve on too. But I agree with you. People start giving him his credit. That the fact that he's got to protect the ball. It, it's he something about that red zone. Getting in, he has a tendency. You know, Darius Leonard got him last night, and like I said, he got bailed out kind of with that knee being down. But they're 4-1, and man, and I, I, I live by the great Bill Parcells. You are what your record says you are. Exactly. Um, so, and the one thing, Carson Wentz, too, he needs to start taking care of the ball, too. He he is one of the – he's he got arthritis, I think, because he likes to fumble, too. He can't <laughs> grip the ball that much, so he got to work on that. They I saw a stat last night that said he's like – he's got 25 fumbles since he's mm. gotten the league. Yeah, and that leaves the league. Well, in the last yeah. couple of years, that leaves the league, yes. Yeah. All right, man, that's a wrap for today. Special thanks to producers of the show, Jonas Clark. Special thanks for Harge, Sam, Mr. Sam, spin the one and two, San Antonio, Austin, Laredo, Del Rio, people up at Tyler, people down the whole 305 South Florida region. When that alarm goes off tomorrow morning for you, hit the snooze button. And for you out the rack, just ask yourself. You grinding? Peace. See you tomorrow. have noticed a change in your neighborhood lately. Yep, Sprint stores are now T-Mobile stores. Now that Sprint is T-Mobile, you get more coverage, value, and benefits than ever before. We've invested billions to bring our 5G from big cities to small towns across America. And great coverage is just the start. From high-speed mobile hotspot data to weekly deals and giveaways, our customers get tons of great benefits. Head to your new T-Mobile store to learn more. Qualifying service and capable device required. Coverage is not available in some areas. Some uses may require certain plan or features. See T-Mobile.com.